Luke 18.35 says this, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted loud, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped in order that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man can see. And he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it, praise God too. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is awesome, living, true, active, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us just as we got watered in your presence tonight. I pray you nourish us with your word. Lord God, take off any hindrances, take off any Lord, uh, uh, pre-mindsets that Lord God would hinder us from receiving. Lord, uh, break every single uh, distraction. Uh, Lord, we cancel every plan of the enemy. We take authority over this service in Jesus' name and declare no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, help us to not only receive it, but give us the grace to apply it. Lord, help me to present it in a clear an accurate way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we are halfway through the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. Hopefully, you are kind of starting to find your stride a little bit, maybe both physically and spiritually. Anybody feel like they're finding their stride? If you're fasting with us, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling, you know, feeling the presence of God, right? Some of you, you know, uh, Maybe not have. Maybe maybe it's still like, man, this is a struggle, and I can't wait till this thing is over. And that's real. There's been years where I've felt that too, where it's like I felt like all I was doing was looking at the, the finish line of the fast. You know, uh, some of you may have already heard from God. Some of you have maybe got answers from prayers. Has anybody, maybe God, already done something you've been praying for already? Let me see your hand. Come on. It's a bunch of testimonies. Don't be shy. Say, yeah, God did something I was praying for already. Amen. Some of you already got an answer to prayer. Some of you maybe heard from God, maybe heard from God for the first time. Maybe, again, as we've been praying, experiencing God's presence. Maybe you've had a breakthrough already. Maybe some of you have not experienced any of these things. And maybe you haven't even been fasting yet uh, or fasting at all uh, and really praying or coming to prayer meetings. But if not, it's not too late. I want to encourage you. We still got, like I said, we had the halfway point. I encourage you to jump in. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit. But wherever you are, there are a few things that I think we can all learn from the story that we just read that will help us and encourage us to continue to pursue the Lord throughout this fast and throughout life. Amen? And so I titled this message, A Permanent Pursuit. Our hot pursuit of Jesus shouldn't just be during 21 days of prayer and fasting. It should be a permanent pursuit. Amen? It should be a permanent pursuit. So I, I want to look at this, from looking at this story, I want to just share with you a few things that we can learn from this blind beggar and the interaction with Jesus. Number one, we need to, again, continue to cry out to the Lord. A lot of us have been crying out to the Lord during this time, but I want to encourage you to continue. Again, on day 22, you know, we were talking in a meeting and Pastor Rob was like, said he was getting stirred up. Pastor Rob, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. For day 22, like, hey, what are you going to do on day 22? And just having a mindset now, even before this thing wraps up, 
You know, that we're going to continue. Some of y'all have been maybe praying and fasting. Pastor Todd said it again Sunday that, you know, fasting without praying is just dieting. If you're going to put yourself through this torture, I encourage you cry out to the Lord. Some of you are crying out to the Lord just because you're getting tortured, you know. Maybe, I don't know. But I encourage you cry out to the Lord and continue to cry out to the Lord. Look what it says in Luke 18, 38. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. He was crying out to the Lord. It wasn't just like a, hey, Jesus. Hey, Lord. Hello, excuse me. Woohoo. No, he was crying out. And look, it's not always about the volume of your voice. Of course, you can see like us. We get excited and start praying. I start praying loud. I'm spitting everywhere and all that. It, ain't, it don't have to be about the volume, but it's really the cry of your heart. Amen? He cried out to the Lord for mercy and for help. Look what what King David said in Psalm 142 and 1. He said, I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. You know, the psalm is full of David crying out to the Lord in his times of struggles, in his time of extreme pain and trouble and peril. David was constantly crying out to the Lord. The blind man began shouting. You know, he went boldly to the Lord, just as it tells us in Hebrews. Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. You know, that, I think that's a mindset that, that, we, that needs to be broken. Some of us have been maybe brought up in a certain religion that, you know, we definitely have to have reverence for God. We're all about reverencing God. He's a sovereign God. But some of us think that, you know, we have to come to God as like, you know, worms and say, well, God, I'm just, I'm just this, you know, matter of fact, I heard Pastor Jonathan, which is Joe's brother and Pastor Larry Melanie's son, that he's, he's actually Pastor Bethany now. I remember him saying that he heard somebody one time at a prayer meeting, he was praying like, Lord, we know that we're just we're just lowly worms, Lord. He really used that term. He said, we're not worthy to even come into your presence, Lord. We're not. And he was just like, and he's listening to this guy. And he's like, man. And he said, he was talking about, listen, we can boldly come to the throne of God because the scripture tells us to. Our gracious God, listen, he wants us to. And Jonathan's whole thing, why he was saying that, he said, because listen, because I'm a son, I'm God's son. I can boldly come to this throne. I begin to think about that. Today, as I was preparing, and I thought about, you know, any four of my children could come up to me and, and can, if they just want to just want to be with me and just want to come sit on my lap and love on me. Or if they have any need, any needs, big or small, they might have any one of my children could come to me at any time. Why? Because they're my children. Right. Because I'm their father. There's not these rules and regulations that they have to step. Well, did you brush your teeth first? Did you clean your room? Did you do your homework? No? Okay, well, you can't get a hug until you do these three things. We don't do that, right? How much more our gracious God. That's what he means. When he says come boldly to the throne of grace, it doesn't mean come disrespectfully. But he's saying, listen, when you understand your Abba Father loves you and you can boldly run into his lap and say, Daddy, I need you. Daddy, I need to be close to you. All these things we pray tonight, that's what he said. You can cry out to him. Think about my children again. Those are our children. When you have a child that, that, that's hurt and is crying, right? I remember just, it was it's over a year ago now when Leah, one of our twins, fell out of one of our trees. Y'all prayed for her on a Sunday morning, and she broke her wrist, a complete break. And Joel ran in the house and said, Leah fell out the tree. And, and at first I was like, well, is she hurt? Because, you know, they play and stuff. And just the look on his face told me everything. And I ran outside and the cry that was coming out of my little girl. 
and my wife being there with her. You know, just, I did, I mean, everything stopped. I just lit the barbecue pit. There was a fire going. Everything stopped. I mean, the, the, the world stopped in that moment, right? And she was gasping for air. I didn't know if she had broke her back or punctured her lung or she was, you know, thankfully she was just in shock and it was the break, but she was crying. She was crying out. She was in desperate need. And both me and my wife, my, my children, you know, everybody came around because she was crying out for help. And I ran to her and everything stopped because she had a need. Listen, I believe our father does the same thing. I think we could boldly come to him, right? At any time, whether we just, we, whether we just want to be with him, whether we need something, we need to boldly come to him and continue to cry. Listen to what it says. It says that he, that we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help when we need it most. Not we might. It's not maybe. Did you see that? That's a promise. Put that scripture back up, Doug. I, I just, it says that we will. There we will receive his mercy. There we will find grace to help us when we need it. Do you see that? I just, I want you to get that in your spirit. That's why we can cry out to the Lord. Because scriptures like this not only encourage us to, but tell us to. And it's not no maybe. It's like, hey, if you have a need, you're praying, you're fasting, you have this, this major need. It's not like the Lord is going to say, well, maybe if I have enough grace left over after the rest of the church asks me. No, you will find it. It may be a need. It might just be the grace and the mercy to get through the situation you're going through. Listen, the, the, the thing about it is too about, about prayer, and that's a, that's a, so many ways we can go with prayer, but is that sometimes we don't actually get the answers that we want or that we're hoping for, but we will still get the grace to go through it or to, to deal with whatever we're dealing with, the mercy that we need to deal with it. Amen. And sometimes, again, that's the best thing because that through it and it's in it itself draws us closer to the Lord. So during this time of prayer and fasting, continue if you haven't, if you've just been fasting or dieting and really hadn't been pressing in and crying out to the Lord, I encourage you, cry out to the Lord. And those cries can look different. It could be a cry of worship. It can be a cry of, of, of joy. It could be a cry of anguish like David or, or, or my daughter at that time. You know, it could be a cry for help, whatever it may be. I want to encourage you, cry out to the Lord. And not just during this fast, but continue to do so. Amen? Number two, don't let anyone or anything keep you from pursuing the Lord. Remember, tonight is a permanent pursuit. Don't let anything or anyone keep you from pursuing the Lord. Look at Luke 8, 39. It says this. 18, I'm sorry, 39. Whenever he cried out, he said, the, the, somebody said, be quiet. The people in front yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, people will try to talk you out of pursuing the Lord, especially with fasting. There, there are even a lot of Christians that will tell you that you're crazy for fasting. I have, I have dear friends of mine, and I have one in particular, a really close friend of mine. He's a brother. He's actually in ministry. And, and, you know, we've talked about prayer and fasting before, and he kind of shared his views of why he maybe necessarily didn't believe in prayer and fasting. And they will try to discourage you, try to discourage you from fasting like you don't need to do that. And, man, that's extreme and all that. You know, but I, I want to encourage you, press in. Continue to pursue. Don't listen to even, you know, with, with other people. You know, the world's going to think you're crazy. Like, you're not eating. You're not what? You're only eating what? Man, that's rabbit food. What you talking about? Like, why? You know, what's going on, man? You know, right? You know, people are, people think you're crazy. Like this guy, they'll, they'll, or these people, they'll, they'll, they'll try to, they'll try to calm you down or, or, or quench your fire, you know? But I would encourage you, pursue him even harder. 
And it might not just be about fast. It might be anything. It might be as the year goes on and you're just going after God and you're on fire with the Lord. We were talking about this in a meeting the other day, how, you know, some people just say, man, you know, when somebody radically gets saved and they're on fire and they lit up, you know, sometimes people that have been saved for a long time is like, oh, like, yeah, that fire is going to go away eventually. You know, it's like, no, it shouldn't have to. It should actually increase. The fire should increase. It should not go out. Right. And so people are even, and it, it's sad, it's not a, a big contingent, but even, you know, the enemy, your coworkers, your family, even other Christians will try to keep you like these people tried to keep them. Told them, man, be quiet, quiet down. But listen, the devil will want to tell you to be quiet and try to make you feel like you're not worthy to go to the Lord and cry to him with your needs and whatnot. But you know what? When this happens, do like this man, shout even louder. Shout in his face even louder. Pursue him even more. Amen? Listen. The devil might try to make you feel like you're not worthy. And we just talked about like the God praying at that prayer meeting. But you know what? Remember the cross makes you worthy. We're not worthy in and of ourselves. There's nothing we can do to make ourselves worthy. But when Jesus said it is finished in that moment, the veil was torn. That's what makes us worthy to come into his presence. So remember this. When the devil tries to remind you of your past or your mistakes, remind him of his future and how this thing ends. Amen. When he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. And remember the reason that the man knew that Jesus was coming was because of all the noise. Now listen to this. I think this is a good picture that, you know, and, and, and the, as the people was, was, were yelling at him too, the noise and the people yelling, you know, it was, was a lot of distractions. And that, you know, that'll, there'll be a lot of noise and distractions anytime you try to pursue the Lord. No matter what, what point of the year it is or what point of your life it is, there will always be distractions, noise and distractions, especially in our day and age. That's why some of us, like we, and Pastor Todd encourages us to, to fast media, turn off the TV, get off of social media, get off of just even like, just, you know, news outlets and stuff, just because that stuff can be distracting. Is it just me or can you hear like one news report and it gets you going for like a while? Right? Or you hear something or you see something and it's just, it can be distracting. There's a lot of noise out there. I think in our day and age with phones and, and technology and the internet, I think we have more noise and distractions than ever before. But if we're going to permanently pursue the Lord, we got not allow these distractions to do this. So listen, you might have started fasting and he's like, yeah, man, but I really hadn't thought about turning off the TV or I want to encourage you. If you are fasting and you haven't unplugged media yet, I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to turn the TV off the next week and a half. Get off the social media. I'm telling you, it helps. It helps. I had somebody before at church say, hey, man, did you hear that? I was like, no, I didn't. I really hadn't been watching TV or anything. I hadn't checked, like, what's really going on in the world. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's not that we're trying to isolate ourselves and be all weird or nothing. It's just we're trying to focus on the Lord. We're trying to focus. And so even when the fast is over and you maybe do plug the TV back in or get back on social media, if you see something distracting you and taking you off course, you got to be careful. Don't let anything, any noise distract you. Remember to press in and press on and you'll get Jesus' attention like this man did. I love this. Look what Luke 18, 40 says. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. He ordered it. At, listen, you picture this. There's a huge crowd. Bible says that there, he noticed the men, man noticed Jesus was coming because of the crowd. Crowds making all kind of noise. This man shouting at the top of his lungs in, in, inside of a crowd. There's people in front of him that's turning around telling him to be quiet and to shut up and to be quiet. And whenever Jesus, Jesus, 
he got Jesus' attention when he, and he ordered the man through all the noise and all the crowd because he was crying out to the Lord and he didn't let anything distract him. Jesus' order be brought to him. Special order right here. Amen? Isn't that awesome? And we see he received the miracle. So I want to encourage you to not let anything or anyone, anybody, the devil, a person, the TV, media, a hobby, any work, anything, anything, it, all of those stuff in itself is not bad except for the devil. None of that stuff's bad. But if it's distracting you from pursuing the Lord again, I want to just... It's a permanent pursuit. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to encourage you for the fast, but also look forward, cast vision for 2017 and beyond, right? It's a permanent pursuit that we need to be on. Amen? Number three, be specific in your pursuit. Be specific in your pursuit. What I mean by that is be specific with your need. Now, you know, of course, the first and foremost reason that we pursue the Lord is to get closer to him, right? I've been saying it tonight as we pray, but... He does want us to bring our needs to him, right? I mean, we just read that. You'll find grace and mercy when you need. You know, I'll supply all your needs according to my glorious riches given to you in Christ Jesus. He, all through the Bible, he says, hey, you have a need, bring it to me. I want to meet your needs, right? Be specific, though. Luke 18, 40 and 41. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. I mean, it's like, you know, Jesus, Jesus knew what he wanted, right? But he wanted the guy to be specific. He wanted the guy to be specific. It's fine to say, hey, Lord, bless me. Bless my family. Bless my business. I want this to be the greatest year ever. I mean, everybody prays that, right? 2017 is going to be better than the best year yet to come. And that's great. But be specific. And I know a lot of y'all have, but moving forward, nothing's too big. Nothing's too little, right? My wife and I, I'm in this crowd that raised there. My wife and I have a prayer list. And praise God, the Lord's already answered a couple of specific things we were praying for. Praise God. We were being specific with it, right? I'm just thinking about my mom. You know, my mom uh, and been praying for total healing in her body. And, and there's some things. And just recently, she's on some certain medications. And, you know, all medications have side effects and can make you just feel a little off. And so, you know, I, I just begin to think about that this year. As I, well, she's on my prayer list for total healing. And, and, and I begin to pray as, as God heals her that, that, that she just be totally healed and restored and and all that, I, I started praying specifically, well, Lord, I pray you protect her from the side effects of these medicines. I think that's a prayer I can pray. Amen. You know, and if it's not, I'm praying it anyway. I believe I can. In faith, I'm just like, you know what? I want to be specific. Okay, if this medicine makes her feel a little off, I don't want her to be off. I want her to be normal. I don't think God wants her to be off. He don't want you to be off, right? Be specific. Get, I mean, get down, split hairs with this stuff, right? Like, this is, this is what I need. This is what I desire. This is what I want. Amen? I think he wants us to be specific. And I believe when we do that, Ephesians 3 and 20 says this. Many of y'all familiar with this. New King James. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So when we are specific with the Lord, I mean, our God's so good. He not only does the specific, he goes beyond. I'm telling you, I didn't, one of the things, really, one of the things that happened just this week, I was thinking about something that we needed, that we, that I want, we needed and I wanted to do around the, 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 the house, and the Lord did something. I just thought about it, didn't even pray about it. The Lord did something exceedingly bubbly beyond blew our minds. Amen? That scripture really, I mean, 
This is not, I'm not just telling you this because I'm up here preaching tonight. Like, the Lord is true with his promises. He really does this. I'm trying to encourage you tonight. He really does this kind of stuff, right? And so it can be in your life, whatever it is that you you pressing in for, you pursuing him for, be specific. And then, which leads us to my next point, is that have faith that the Lord is going to do what you're asking of him. Amen? We need to have faith to believe like, hey, all this pursue, all this prayer, all this fasting, getting up early, coming up here to these prayer meetings. Listen, I have faith that, you know, and I'm sure y'all do. That's why you're here, right? You're not just doing it, but I want to encourage you. Maybe you feel like your faith's lacking. I don't know why I felt led to pray that earlier about, you know, about doubt. And, you know, because the enemy will try to, uh, you know, rob us of faith and try to plant doubt, especially if you don't see things happening. But we got to have faith that the Lord will do it. And this scripture always blows my mind. Luke 18, 42. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. It, it amazes me because he didn't say, by my almighty power, I'm going to heal you. By my anointing, by the Father's anointing, by the Spirit of God. He said, your faith has healed you. That wasn't the only time. Matthew 9, they had two blind men. He said the same thing. The woman with the issue of blood in Luke 8 said the exact same thing. According to your faith, your faith has healed you. Something happens. I was reading this morning in my daily time when Jesus cursed the fig tree. He was hungry. He went to the fig tree. Nothing believes. No figs on it. He cursed that thing. It, it shriveled up and died. I got a fig tree. And, and I'm glad he didn't do that to mine because I like my figs, you know. Right? But, um, but the disciples asked him. They were, they were amazed because it, it, it withered instantly. But he said, if you have faith, you can tell that mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea. You know, and it's just like, man, it just, it just dropped in me again this morning just as I was reading. Like, man. You know, it, it's, it's powerful what our, what our faith can do. I mean, God works with it, right? It's not like a, a work or nothing because, again, he, he places the faith we have in us, right? But I just want to encourage you to, to stir up your faith. That goes back to the distractions. See, because when you get distracted, distractions produce doubt. Distractions will produce doubt. The more you get distracted and listen to the voice of people or the enemy or the crowd shouting at you to stop, that's when doubt comes in. So we got to get that distraction out of the way so faith can grow. Amen? Now listen, this next scripture, I know it's in the context of wisdom in James 1, but the principle applies, I think, to anything. James 1, 6 and 7 says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. He's talking about your faith. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalties is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect anything from the Lord. You know, I just had something hit my brain. When we pray for something, we shouldn't have a backup plan. Amen? That's good right there. I just got that. We shouldn't have a backup plan when we pray. I think that's what James is saying. Don't go into your prayer closet with a safety net. Don't go into your prayer closet with a backup plan. Like, Lord, my trust is in you and you alone. I read a quote from uh, Corey Tin Boone today, and she said something to the effect of, you don't know how much you need Jesus until Jesus is all that you have. And if you know the story of Corey Tin Boom, she was in a concentration camp and whatnot. And, and I mean, it was horrendous, you know, conditions. And the Lord did a great work through her in that camp. Many people got saved. They got rescued and she continued to do a great work for the Lord. But, but, but that's what she's saying. Basically, until you have no more backup plan, that's how you know. That's when you know, like, Lord, you all I have. And, and, and. You know, it is true. In our society in America and whatnot, it's easy to have, you know, sometimes we can have backup plans. And I'm not, 
There's nothing bad about that, but I'm just encouraging you. James says, don't waver as a person with divide loyalties. When we ask him, make sure our faith is in him alone. Amen? No more backup plans, no more safety nets. That's how, I believe that's one of the reasons, that's one of the ways that we can have faith. Go in there and just, you know what, that's it. Our faith is in the Lord alone. It's like that story, I've heard a story before and people apply it to like your life, but yet you heard the story, I know Pastor Todd's told him, we said it, and, and I just thought about it. You know, uh, I think it was the, I think it was uh, Cortez and the, uh, some, some of the Spanish fleet or something. They, they went to, some army went to conquer an island. And when they got on the island, they, all the troops got off to, to begin to fight the war. And the, the, the general um, instructed all the commanders to burn all the ships. And he set all the ships on fire so none of the soldiers can leave. Guess what? He knew then they were going to fight because there was no backup plan. Right? They couldn't escape to their, their ships. They had to fight. And guess what? His army conquered the people in the island and whatnot, and they took over and, you know, probably grabbed all their stuff or whatever. Right? But that's part of it is that there's no backup plan. Right? We got to, in, in essence, the ships represent our doubt. We got to burn all of that stuff and just go and say, hey, I'm getting on an island with God. It's me and him. This is all I got. He's all I got. My faith is in him alone. Amen? George Mueller said this, faith does not operate in the realm of the possible. There is no glory for God in that which is humanly possible. Faith begins where man's power ends. Faith begins where man's power ends. That's where faith kicks in. We know there's no other way, Lord. My faith is in you and you alone. Amen. Okay, and the fifth and final thing tonight, and we'll wrap it up. And, and I've been kind of saying this has been the thread through the whole thing, but the point of con- we need to continue to pursue the Lord. Amen. We need to continue to pursue him. Luke 18, 43 says, instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God. All who saw it, praise God to listen, continue to pursue him even after he gives you what you need. We all have prayer lists. We all have prayer needs, but continue to to pursue him, to follow him, to seek him. We see it. You, it may have happened in your life. I've seen it. A lot of us have seen it. A lot of times people come to the Lord and come and get close to the Lord when they're in their greatest need of life. They come, they, they do away with their old life. They get before the Lord. They pursue him. They seek him. They pray. And when God begins to answer their prayers and things get better, they start drifting away. Have you ever seen that or know somebody like that? Or maybe you've even have, have done that before. Let's not be like that, right? Let's not, this man got healed and he said he followed Jesus. He could have said, man, whoa, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to take off and I'm going to see everything that I've missed all my life because I've been blind. I want to see the ocean. I want to see the trees. I want to see the fig tree that you withered that I heard about. I want to see all this stuff that I've never, but no, it says that whenever the Lord answered his prayer, he immediately followed Jesus. His need was met. But his decision was, I'm going to pursue Jesus. Because he wasn't even pursuing Jesus at that time. It, that was his first pursuit that we can see in the scripture. And the Lord healed him and he pursued him. So listen, again, continue to pursue him after the fast is over. It's very typical on day 22 to put the cruise control on. You know how I know that? You want to know how I know that? Because I've been guilty of that. It's very easy. Day 22 is like, man, that was awesome. God showed up. Woo. Let's go get a burger and a Dr. Pepper. You know, it's like, whoo, that was awesome, man. Whoo, um, you know, and you, you know, it's true, right? I mean, I've been guilty. I don't know if y'all holier than me or something, but I, anybody else been guilty of that? But listen, it's like, and I know every year we encourage, but it's like, man, whatever God meets your need, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm so, 
I'm so thankful that the Lord's already doing great works in our life and my wife and I, my family, you know, but man, I want to continue because, because see the sense I have now, every time we fast, like today, I just, I wanted to worship. I got into his presence and it's just like, it's easy. It's like you just slide into his presence. I know at some point, not always the first week I was struggling, like my body was detoxing and I was like aggravated and headaches and all that kind of crazy stuff. But man, it just seems like the, in the first week, second week, it's like, man, it's such, so sweet being his presence. Y'all, I mean, I could tell y'all are excited. So I could tell everybody's just like, they say one line, everybody's like, whoa, yeah. Everybody's like, it's so excited to be in God's presence. It's like, man, you know, I can tell, bless the worship team. They're all smiling like, all right, we got a lively crowd tonight, right? But I know that's a, that's a product. But listen, this can continue day 22 and beyond, right? It, it's, it's us if we determine that like this man to pursue and to follow Jesus. Look what Colossians 2, 6 says. He says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Paul was encouraging the Colossians, like, hey, you got saved, you, you, but you know what? You got to continue to go on. It's kind of like us. We got to continue wherever we at, wherever we at in our lives. You know, we need to continue to pursue him, to permanently pursue him. Amen. So here are some ways to continue to pursue him, some practical ways as, as we close it up tonight to pursue him during and after the fast. First of all, either start or continue to fast. If you, if you haven't jumped in, it's your first night here and you're not even too sure what we're talking about. I believe we still have some materials in the lobby. Uh, maybe you do come to church here and you, you were one of those people like, y'all are crazy. I like gumbo and king cake and I haven't been doing that yet, but now I feel like I need to do it. Hey, there's no condemnation, man, jump in. We're halfway there, right? Come on, just jump in. Jump in the river. Jump in. So I want to encourage you to, to either start fasting or continue. Again, sometimes when you get over that hump, you just start looking at the finish line, right? You know how I know that too? Again, somebody told me that. Myself. You start looking at the finish line. But I want to continue. Finish strong. Finish strong. Don't just look at the end date, the finish line. That Man, finish strong. Get all. I like how Pastor Todd prayed. Man, don't let us survive this fast. We want this flesh and all the junk and all the things in us to die. I don't want none of the, 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 um, the, the earthly carnal Brandon to survive this fast, right? I want him to die. So that's one of the ways. Finish strong. Either jump in or if you fast and continue on, pray fast. We have prayer meetings here, which is the next, the next thing I want to encourage you. We have prayer meetings continuing this week and all next week during the week, 6 a.m., Every morning during the week and then on Saturdays at 9 a.m., there's going to be someone here. One of us are leading prayer. We have some worship. Uh, how many of y'all been coming out to the prayer meetings? I'm just curious just to, to see. Uh, have y'all been enjoying that? Has it been? Amen. Good. I, it's encouraged. I know a lot of y'all have. It encourages us. I just want to tell y'all. As staff, it encourages us when y'all come out here. and Y'all are pressing and y'all praying. It really is a blessing. So attend uh, as many of prayer meetings as you can. And then the next thing is on Friday, the 27th, which is not this Friday, but the next, we are going to have a night of worship. If you enjoyed what happened here tonight at 7 p.m. Friday the 27th, we're going to have a night of worship. Listen, talk about, I mean, a couple of hours set aside just to pursue the Lord. Amen? You just coming in here like, Lord, talk about a river. I tell you what, we might, you know, it, 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 it's going to be overflowing in here on that Friday. Amen? So I encourage you to come how join us for the night of worship on the 27th at 7. And then again, continue to pursue the Lord. Listen to this. The last thing I want to get you, and then, then I'll have you stand. Continue to pursue the Lord with the same disciplines and fervency as you are now. See, and that's the thing is, is I know y'all, a lot of y'all, most of y'all 
we have a fire. We have a fervency right now. We just, we're fanning the flames, right? We're throwing, we're throwing gas, so to speak, on the flame. We have that fervency. And right now, because of fasting, one of the things we do, and it, plus it's a new year, a lot of people want to start like, you know, New Year's resolutions and go to the gym and maybe start reading a book, do better on your finances, or whatever the case may be. You get some disciplines, right? Some routines kind of in line. So I want to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord, pursue the Lord with the same fervency and discipline. Pray about discipline. I pray that God gives you the grace to discipline yourself to do these things after the fast. Amen? We all need discipline. And that's, you know, sometimes, you know, as parents, we discipline our children. We're trying to get them in line. It's hard. Sometimes the hardest, like like you've heard it said, to lead. The hardest person to lead sometimes is yourself, right? To get yourself up out of bed. And sometimes you got to talk to yourself like, no, we're getting up. you getting up. You're going to read your Bible. You're going to pray. We're going to prayer this morning. Come in here wiping, you know, your eyes and hair's all messed up and stuff, but you're here, right? This is, don't worry about your hair. Put a hat on, right? Discipline yourself to, to, to get after the Lord. But I'm serious. Discipline yourself. That same fervency and discipline when this fast is over, go after God with that same. And stay in a routine. It takes 21 days to, to form a habit. Come on, get into the habit and the discipline of pursuing God. Amen? Why don't you stand up with me, please, as we close it up. Just to recap these five things. Continue to cry out to the Lord. Don't let anyone or anything keep you from pursuing the Lord. Be specific in your pursuit and whatever it is you need. Have faith that the Lord will do what you're asking him and continue to pursue, to follow Jesus every day of your life. I'm going to read Colossians 2, 6 again as we turn the corner here a little bit. And it says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. You know, there may be some in here tonight that you can't continue to follow Jesus because maybe you haven't begun to follow Jesus. He said, he said, not that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, continue to follow him. So you have to begin to follow Jesus by accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. As I talked about earlier, Jesus died on the cross. We, we all sinned. We've all broken God's laws. But Jesus came down, fully God, fully man, died on the cross to pay for our sin. Just like if you break laws out there, you'd have a penalty or a ticket or have to go to jail. Well, you know, we, we broke God's laws, but Jesus took the penalty. Jesus paid the price for us so we can be in relationship with him and so we can live and have eternal life. So we can live in heaven with him all the days of life. So there might be some in here. If you don't mind, every head bowed, every eye closed. There might be somebody in here tonight that you say, Brandon, I, I haven't I haven't begun a relationship with the Lord. I haven't begun it. I haven't been following Jesus. Maybe I've, I've come to church and, 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 you know, a couple of times or, you know, but, but I haven't really been following him. I haven't, I haven't accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I don't know if I'm saved. If you would die tonight, if tonight was your last night, would you go to heaven or hell? There's only two places when we die the Bible talks about, and that's heaven or hell. Or maybe you say, Brandon, you know what, I've, I've, I've begun a relationship with Jesus, but you know what, I, I've... I've kind of slipped away. I stopped following. I stopped pursuing him like I should. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, I need to begin to follow Jesus tonight, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. If that's you, slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. Anybody see? Anybody in here? Thank you, Jesus. I see a hand. We have a hand over here. Anybody else? Anybody else? You say, okay, I see your hand, young man. Come on, let's just, we're going to be patient. Come on, if the Lord's tugging on your heart, if your heart's beating fast, then, and that, then you know that 
that, that the Lord's drawing on you. Okay, you might say, there, there's a couple people say you want to begin that relationship. Now, come on, we all one family here. If you say, Brandon, I, I, I had, I've been following Jesus, but I hadn't continued. I kind of slip off. I don't know if I'm right with God. I need to get back on the right track. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. I want to pray for you too. Say, I've kind of slipped, slipped away. I need some help. I see your hand right here, ma'am. Anybody else? Anybody else? We just want to pray. We're not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up here or anything. Okay, for those of y'all that raised your hand, let's pray. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. The Bible says if you confess your sins, ask Jesus to forgive you and confess him as your Lord and Savior, then you will be saved, that he will forgive you. And this is where you begin to follow Jesus. So why don't we all pray together as a family? Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned. And Lord, I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Lord, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for taking my place. I thank you for taking my penalty. And Lord Jesus, I want to pursue you. I want to follow you all the days of my life. Lord, would you help me do that? Would you give me the grace and the strength to pursue you, to follow you, to live for you, and to love you all the days of my life? Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in me tonight. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, amen. For those of you that, that, that raised your hand, either one, there's a, a card in the pew in front of you. It has a green strip on the top, and it says, I made a decision. Do me a favor. Before you leave, fill out that card, and you can uh, bring it to the info center in the lobby. We have a Bible for you. We have some material for you, a gift, and, and we want to help you. We, we want to help you start your pursuit. We want you to get off on the right track in your pursuit of the Lord. Amen? Let me pray over you. Father, I pray over everyone here tonight. I pray your blessing and your grace be upon them, Lord God. Lead them, guide them. Give them the strength that they need, the grace, stamina, and endurance to pursue you, to go after you all the days of our lives, Father God. We love you. I pray be with them, protect them as they go, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless y'all. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up here. Have a great evening.